so sick of the sweet talk. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Linz. I'm your host Lindsay. Before we get started with the show, I just want to do a plug for my show. Trust me, I'm from Essex at the Hollywood Fringe. Next show is on Friday at 9pm. The show after is at the 18th, which is a Tuesday at 8pm. All the show times can be found on my Instagram at Duchess Lindsay or on my website. If you use Tea Time as a discount code, you can get $12 tickets. And today I'm so excited, I cannot begin to tell you, I'm interviewing Alex Kern and she has an amazing Hollywood Fringe show. I am going to list all the dates in the episode link and I, so good. It's so funny. It's a real immersive experience. I've seen a lot of theatre and I've seen a lot of immersive theatre. I've never seen anything like this. So I'm going to encourage everybody to go and see the show. Um, like I said, I'll have all the details in the episode description. Without further ado, oh, love, 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 Alex Kern. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hello. Um, Thanks for having me. One hundred percent. I'm so excited. I saw. So I saw your show on Saturday. Yes. Uh, Alex is doing a show at Fringe, which I will tell everybody about in the intro. Um, it was so much fun. Um, oh, but what you were saying about the craziness of Fringe, yes, 100% I'm feeling that. What are mm. you feeling? Like, what's the craziness right now for you? Well, where to begin? You know, it's interesting because it just feels like every day is something new. Mm-hmm. Whether it's trying to sell more tickets Fucking or hell. applying for, you know, awards, which... Yep is another thing I don't love the essay stuff I'm just not great at it I just overthink and then I'm a perfectionist and it's like just do the thing you know instead of well so just really quickly with the awards because I have so I've had like one two three people reach out to me or not three people but like three separate awards reach out to me mm-hmm. one of them reached out and was just like give me the dates that's like best for you I sent the person mm-hmm. the dates and I haven't heard a single thing back um hmm. which I'm just like great so really I've only heard from three of the awards and one of them hasn't got back to me so now it's only two and so were those the ones that you got in the email and then you just applied to whatever ones made sense yes so basically okay, okay so last year I did fringe and I did it as a workshop so the same show it was a workshop so I didn't really invite people I invited people but like my close friends and family Mm-hmm. So last year, I did apply for the awards, but last year, me being silly, I thought you could only apply for one award. So I literally applied for one award. And then when I saw the awards go up and I saw like one person's been nominated like 10 times, I was like, what the fuck? And then I reread the thing and I was just like, oh, apply for the awards that are best suited to you. And right. so this year, I've applied basically for anything that even sounds remotely suitable, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. So where are you at with the awards then? What's like doing your head in? Well, what's interesting is that I thought I missed some fine print with like the Google Doc link. I did too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I emailed or I sent messages through the Fringe website to all the ones. I feel like there were 10. Um, that was like San Diego. Yeah. Um, or like just probably all the same ones you did. Um, yeah. The San Diego and Sydney one. Right. I had to do, I did the thing through the fringe message and then yeah. I had to do the Google forms and I was doing that in my tech and I was like, for fuck's sake, 
because I really want to focus, but at the same time, I want to get it in. So well, there's pressure. Good, it's pressure. Good lady, because this one hasn't. And I ran into Ellen last week on Thursday, and I was like, I still haven't done the award thing. And she was like, you need to do it before the party on Wednesday. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, are you going to the party? I think so. Are you? Yes, I bought my ticket yesterday. And okay, so, great. Okay, we definitely have to talk because yeah, um, I get really that. bad anxiety, like in big groups like that with people I don't know. Yes. And I'm just like, Ugh. so I'm dreading it, but I'm like, I have to go. I have just to go. find me. I'm, my Rebecca, who is also your tech person. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is she going? Well, no, I don't think so. But she was oh. like, you need to wear your costume. So I was like, okay, so you'll recognize me because I'll be wearing my Cynthia outfit. Oh, so she does. Okay. She thinks to wear your costume. Should I wear my costume or should I wear like. Yeah, just because for marketing purposes. So people are like, oh. And also, why not? All right. Because I was going to fucking dull it up and like look just really nice. But now I'm just like, I could still look really nice just in costume. Yeah. To your costume. Shit. Okay. Um, okay, so how? Tell me everything. First of all, tell me about your fringe experience. But then I want to talk about your yeah. show because your show was. So... <laughs> I have so many things I want to talk to you about your show. Oh my um... god! Yay! Um, my fringe experience. Okay. Is this the first time you've done fringe? Yes. And that was your first show on Saturday, wasn't it? Yes. It's fucking bananas. Ah. So yeah, it's just been something that I've always wanted to do with the goal of doing Edinburgh, which I mispronounce every time Edinburgh Edinburgh I say Edinburgh 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 okay Edinburgh Edinburgh. Um, Um, are you doing Edinburgh this year or next year no not this year hopefully next year do it next year because that's when I'm gonna do it okay great I've got I got some great advice well you know to be honest I've gotten advice all over yeah all over the place regarding going to Scotland some people are like check it out first it's really overwhelming. And then some people are like, oh, just do it. Just do it. And just fucking do it. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Oh my but God. <laughs> I decided <laughs> that I'm going to focus on Hollywood fringe and like just getting myself to a place where I feel good about my show. Yeah. So that I'm more focused on that. So then next summer, I'll just have, I'll have run my show more and yeah. I'll have a better understanding of what I want to get out of it I just want to have like a clearer intention and right now for me just putting this work out into the world was so important it's like Hollywood Fringe is like huge for me because it's me sharing of my work I don't need to go to Scotland you know um to share it so and then hopefully we'll do other shows or put it up elsewhere in LA or in the country but um yeah my Fringe experience has been um great and go 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 Mm -hmm. it's been really nice because I'm fortunate enough to have a director who did it last year so she's been able to provide me with just advice or guidance along the way yeah um and just like hot tips of get this done now so you don't have to worry about it when it's super hectic and crazy mm-hmm. and also she's a very organized professional person and although I'm a Virgo I'm organized in my own particular way so um you know it, I was very fortunate to have a director who was like we were just treating the show it was like get the props now get this now get this now mm-hmm. so I feel like I I didn't have to run around leading up to my show looking for things it's like I had a lot of things already yeah um, 
And um, I don't know. There's so many. The big question, how has your fringe been so far? It's been really exciting to meet other people. Like I've met a few people just through going to office hours who I clicked with immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hope this is, I'm not coming off too strong, but you know, I'm really excited to see your show and feel like we have a shared sensibility and um well I feel like that's how I felt when you even when we so when we did the tech meeting and mm-hmm. we were going around and then you said your show and you said clowning I was like oh, I <laughs> and then I didn't get your details because I literally like scarpered but then we met during our rehearsals it was um messy. yeah when you said clowning that was like music to my ears because I fucking love clowning so much yeah it's so. pretty it's pretty wild yeah um so yeah, it's been really cool to meet people and um but what I've what I've learned um is that how important it is to find some system of I don't know, it's very go go go. Yeah. And it's a bit like, overwhelming. Oh uh, it's sense. so overwhelming and I don't mean to be like complainy. It's amazing, but it's oh, also it's amazing, but it's overwhelming. They can like, be amazing and overwhelming at the same time. It's fucking both crazy. can exist at the same yeah. time. You're right. And <sighs> so, like Saturday, Sunday, I was supposed to go to three shows mm-hmm. after I opened on Sunday night or Saturday night. Sorry, Saturday night I opened, and I was supposed to go to three shows on Sunday. And my friend's flight got delayed. She flew in from out of town to come see me, which is like amazing. And I went to one show, and then after I was like, I am not okay. I need to go home now. And I felt so horrible to miss um, this person's show. And I sent him like a very honest, like I was not okay. I needed to go home and take care of myself. So I think it's, I'm realizing that too. Um, It's like, I want to be supportive and I want to be engaged and present in this festival by supporting other people's works. But I also have to remember, like, I'm not going to be a great, supporter of other people's works if I'm not taking care of myself yeah that was a reminder yesterday so um or Sunday so like yesterday I was like clear the schedule you know um because it's a lot especially if you know I haven't done the show before so um it's a lot of moving pieces and it's a very anytime you're on show for an hour it's it's a a lot and it's It's, it is a lot physical emotional and I was just so exhausted when I walked into the bar after the show and so excited but also like whoa what just happened (laughs) so um but yeah I'm just like just really excited and inspired and um it's kind of exhilarating to be part of this whole thing and I I just haven't shared my work in this way in a very long time so Mm -hmm. um, so question because I have a lot of questions first of all so where did this character where was she born because I saw that you go to UCB and you went to Groundlings Mm -hmm. so what what inspired you to do this because it's just and I still have like things popping up that I'm just like oh my god that was genius oh my god I love I love that um so Cynthia it was interesting we did this I will never forget I was an advanced um I guess it's improv so like there are three in Groundlings it's like basic intermediate advanced Mm -hmm. and then you you move forward to writing lab and this was advanced and it was with a teacher named Roy Jenkins and we did this exercise and I don't remember what the prompt was but this voice came out of me and I said flowers I want pops I want pops of color and I was like okay this is an interesting voice and then off of that voice I developed this character 
character, Cynthia, who is a florist and just like really desperate for attention. Not a great florist, but loves flowers. Um, and just kind of this woman who seems to always be at an 11, but like we're kind of concerned how yeah. I'm in actually. <laughs> and then there was another character that I worked on that was inspired by my aunt. And then when I met with my director, she wasn't my director at the time. She was, I called her my clowning mentor. Like, I'll, I'll tell you the whole story of like how it all started. But a year ago, I was like, I really want to build a solo show. And she asked me like, what characters am I drawn to? And I'm like, ah, sad, desperate woman. And um, <laughs> so I thought of Cynthia and then we started working on it. And then she had a different wig, but it was the same but it was like the the costume from my aunt character. And then I was like, oh, wait, like, how can I do Cynthia if she's not a florist? How can I do Cynthia if like she has a new wig? And my director was like, she can be a new Cynthia. It's okay, Alex. Like this can be a new-ish version of the character. Because I felt like, I don't know, this obligation to honor the, the florist character because I mm -hmm. love doing it so much. And now I'm just like, well, it's a different Cynthia. Um, so... Yeah, I guess that came out of a lot of work, character work that I did in Groundlings. And I love, I loved Groundlings because I love doing voices and characters. And prior to Groundlings, I had done the whole UCB curriculum, but it just didn't resonate with me in a way that Groundlings did because it's mm -hmm. more heavy. Um, and, uh, and then, okay, so then we have Cynthia and then, and then the idea of, the container of a party was really interesting to me, mm -hmm. um, which made sense for the character because um, I grew up in an environment where like my parents were like incredible party hosts. And so I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of like raised in this way of like, welcome to our home. What can I get you? And I was always, you know, I was like the little, the helper, yeah. you know, what can I get you to drink? What can I do? And that was just became part of growing up and then I worked in the service industry and then it was all just like so natural to me mm -hmm. and it was like another language but then as I realized I got older I'm like oh no this is like on a very cellular level part of me yeah because I would go elsewhere and people would be like what is that and I'm like oh that was just a thing that I learned growing up you know and so I started to dissect that world a little bit more and saw the fun and like the talent around it and how it's kind of like a performance and a dance, but like underneath it can be like this very sad, um, unsatisfying um, kind of character or um, layer of like performing for all of these other people and creating this environment of warmth mm -hmm. and, and like making other people feel really good. And, but yet, you know, when the party ends, how is the host doing because the host yeah. hasn't really been doing <laughs> for themselves it's all about everyone else and I did also grow up in like a slightly waspy culture you know yeah. where it was like we don't talk about things but every everything's fine and yeah. so I just went in a deep dive into that and um like the whole loneliness element was something that I experienced firsthand in a very deep way over COVID and I'm sure many people did mm -hmm. I was like fresh out of a long-term relationship breakup I was living by myself and it was just like incredibly painful and I've never experienced loneliness like that before I I had I, I had a term that was that I coined called 
tears on the floor. I would just have some days where I was just like sobbing on the ground because I was just like, I'm just letting it flow. And, you know, this whole idea of like, is everyone hanging out without me? Because um, everyone, it felt like everyone was because everyone has their pod or their family. And I was like, cool, I have no one. Uh, And uh, wanting to see people and then just like everything feeling kind of um, magnified you know, and everything yeah. feeling so personal, like someone didn't call me back and now they're hanging out with my other two friends. Oh, they didn't invite me. So it was just like, it was, I just felt so like craving community and friendship and partnership, but it just wasn't available. Yeah. And so that was very real for me. And then also just like family, my friends having, you know, growing their families and me being like, well, I want that, but when is it going to happen for me too? So it's kind of like the show was this character in this container of a party. And then the loneliness was both the characters and mine. And also like my nightmare of becoming this person, you Mm -hmm. know, who's like, so um, charismatic and warm, but also has kind of, um, ignored her own needs for so long that was Um, a really long answer no you're fine I love listening to all of this stuff because I love hearing like how things developed you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um there was a bit in your show where it's quite early on am I allowed to say some bits from the show yeah go for it I don't want to ruin it but there's these are things that just stand like stood out for me that I just thought was hilarious um but there was just uh I think it was close to the beginning when you forgot to put your lipstick on but you said a line about your femininity yes I can't remember exactly what it was but then you cover your mouth and but it just I feel like everyone I'm a woman in the audience. is my currency yes <laughs> and as soon as you said that I feel like everyone in the audience could relate uh-huh. everyone was like howling of laughter and then uh-huh. when you do the lipstick thing to mm-hmm. me like I could totally see all like I don't know if you've done clowning like actually studied clowning but it totally yes I have so for the past year I've been like deep in the clowning world it's I'm so obsessed with it and when you were doing the lipstick or getting the guy in the audience to do the lipstick I was just like this is fucking brilliant (laughs) I love it because at the beginning I was just like oh gosh okay and then when you start moving your face and talking, I'm like, oh, my God. Isn't it so interesting? Clown, I feel like, gets at this, like, very, it's so silly. It is so silly. And there's something that's so um, satisfying of bits. So that, like, satisfying, yeah. like, this is so dumb, but I'm laughing really hard. Yeah, you know? it's just, like, absurd. It's the absurdity of the whole clown genre. And I th- I feel like there were so many parts of your show that I was just like, it just felt so European to me. And then oh I actually, God, well, I was going to ask you. That's a compliment. <laughs> well, because I was going to ask you, I was like, oh, I wonder if she went to and studied in France because you do a bit of French at the, like you sing a song in French at the end. And I was like, oh, fuck. I, went, I wonder if she went to the Jacques Lecoq school. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, oh, I, love, I love that. I It's interesting. I... France is very much a part of my life because my sister married a Frenchman. Mm-hmm. So I, they live in England, but I visit them and their two kids are, you know, bilingual French American. So it's just 
always been a part of my life. And I lived in France in college for a year. And so, um, and then I think there's also this, like, maybe it's also my aunt. My aunt was always obsessed with France, but I think there's also this like romantic, you know, very like Emily in Paris in us in like, I don't know, American girls of like, oh my God, Paris, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I feel like that's a very, I don't know. Maybe it's not universal, but feels a lot. Oh, of Paris is like legit one of my favorite places. Yeah, like France yeah. in general. I love France so much, yeah. and Paris. I'm just the like, clown is there. very French. I mean, hello, yeah, Philip Gaulier, right? Mm-hmm. Gaulier. Okay, so yeah, so there was a point in your show where I was just like, oh shit, she did study at the Jacques School, um, and I was so yeah. like, I was just like, oh my god. Uh, so there's another part of the show. It's kind of towards. It's way towards the end. Um, there was another part during the middle, but right now my head is going towards this part. It's the uh, melon part. I fucking died. <laughs> I just thought it was... I don't know what me made you think to do that, but I literally... That was legit my favorite part in the whole thing. Do you know what's um, so interesting? It's just it's so my, grotesque, you know? It's my favorite part to perform. It's... I, yeah, I could... 100% see why <laughs> I was looking and I'm like that is pure fucking gold right there I love it I came home telling my husband I'm like she's eating the cream pot and the seeds are in her mouth and they're all coming out and I'm just like oh my god this is pretty and he's just looking at me be like all right yeah I'm I believe you <laughs> you just see um that oh. came out of I mean obviously it's like very clown absurd it's interesting because there are like elements of the show that f- feel like they were a fever dream when they came to me. And now I'm just like, how did that, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I built a lot of pieces. I did this solo workshop with Sophia Cleary, who's a clown and comedian around Los Angeles. I did her workshop in the fall yeah late fall and then like a second iteration of it in early 2023 um and it like really helped me kind of find the shape to the show because I would Mm -hmm. just like bring in little bits and like keep adding keep adding um and the melon I truly don't know where I wanted to get messy because yeah. when I first started the workshop, I was like bringing in characters and voices. And that's really fun for me. But I really wanted to incorporate the absurd and clown. And somehow I got the idea. And originally it was a watermelon of bringing that in. And um, then the whole falling falling asleep bit was actually drawn from real life. Um, and it was someone who had become so intoxicated that they fell asleep Mm -hmm. um, and were snoring. And it was like, it it, not like in like a setting where it was shocking, you know, it wasn't like someone in in their bed or whatever. And I was kind of like, how do I use that? And then somehow it became the melon. And to me, it was a woman who, um, I mean, it, it stands for so much more now, but it was like a woman who was like overindulging because she wasn't allowing herself to like feel her feelings yeah. and express how she felt about something or be sad, you know, yeah. or be sad. And then just like takes it to the next level and like 
the bear is like rage but also like fever dream it's like so many it's amazing how it starts as one thing and now represents so many different things yeah yeah oh the seaweed thing that was the other thing it's just when you are shoving food into your mouth i don't know why that i don't know why i find all of those make note of that uh more shoving food in your mouth well i'm just thinking about it all the the three parts the three favorite things you putting on lipstick your mouth shoving seaweed into your mouth and then the melon i'm like why is that so funny to me i'm like is that fucking weird anyway it's those three things that i was like oh my god i just yeah i think something really satisfying about someone not someone who who like presents as so together and follows a certain kind of mode and then them completely throwing that out the window i think that is and it just becomes like grotesque humor yeah and like so surprising and you're just like what's happening and then you're like and it's so funny yeah it's like in a comedy film where someone is so put together and then they just talk where they're like eating and it's like okay let's let's take this back a notch um you're like like, who is this person oh this is not who i thought this person was I think, yeah, I think you just nailed it on the head because uh, it is those three things that I'm just like, oh, I didn't connect the dots until just now. Um, okay, so that was the first time you did that on Saturday. How do you feel about it? Because, I mean, I feel like your audience gave you your response, really, because it was fucking, I mean, you brought the house down. So amazing. Um, I felt really good. I Oh, sorry, just re- sorry to interrupt, but the ending... When oh, you yeah. like, when you do the go into the bag thing. First of all, the the finger poking thing, guys. You need to just see the show to actually understand what we're talking about, because the oh, finger poking God. thing doesn't make sense. Um, but the finger poking thing in the plastic bag, I when you were doing it, I was just like, oh my god, she's undressing. Um, <laughs> you knew it. Yeah, and uh, because <laughs> because well, like the bag's huge, but I was just like, that's I was, and then I was just like, I was hoping that is what you were doing, and then when you came out, like completely. Like obviously in your underwear, but no wig and stuff. I was just like, this is pure, pure fucking gold dust right here. And then you sung the the French song, and I was, did you write that French song or is that an actual French song? No, that's that's the Edith Piaf Milord song. Just like on my um, what's it called? An octave lower. Gotcha. It was just so beautiful. And then again, that's another. I think that's when I was just like, she definitely went to the Jacques Cox school in Paris. I was just like, one hundred percent. That's like, no like doubt about it. That's a compliment. No, it's interesting that Milord song. I've always loved Edith Piaf, and when I was shaping this show, I, um, my director was like, "What other things do you like to do?" And I was like, "Well, I used to like do cabaret in New York, and I like saying La Vie on Rose, and I feel like it. I just really love doing it." And then I um, found, I I discovered Edith Piaf. No, I I just like came upon the song Lord years ago and it has such a like vibrancy to it and um I just loved it and I was like ah and I just started moving and like marching and I was like there's something very triumphant about this song and then I looked up the lyrics and I was like this is really sad actually because <laughs> a lot of the songs are sad um but I just I just like put it in the back of my head like that's let's revisit this song one day and and incorporated into something with no plan and then I just like 
put it into an early part of like developmental phase of the show. And it was just me like putting on a lot of coats and then taking them off. Anyways, it was part of the show in some capacity. And then my director was like, oh, this, this song is great. I think like have this be the spine of your show. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And that is kind of very much speaks to the levels of the show. You know, it's like very vibrant and excited and also just like, and then the darkness. And when I come out as the bear, that's basically like a warped version of the song. And yeah, and then it adds, it, it does end pretty melancholy and sad. And I'm like, maybe another iteration, it won't be. It'll be more triumphant. But um, for now, that is how it is. Yeah. Um, what else with Fringe? Have you found, like, have you been inspired by other people's shows? Do you feel, like, great about your show? Like, what are your feelings, like, now? Um, I haven't seen that many shows yet. Okay. I've seen a few shows, and I also didn't answer your last question, which is how do I feel about the show on Saturday? I feel, I'll answer. But like, is it going to, are you, like, because when is your next show? Saturday. Okay, so is there anything you're tweaking for the next Saturday show or you're just going to keep going? Great question. I actually have a call with my director tomorrow for notes and I was just put on a show at UCB to do the falling asleep, eating the melon, falling falling asleep, going into the bear. Okay. Um, Six minutes and I don't know how I'm going to do it. So after I get off this call, I'm going to be like, how do I like workshop this? Um, So that was actually going to be my next question. Because I feel like the UCB stage would be great for the entire show. Ah, so have so. you, like, do you know who Beth, uh, Beth Hoyt is? No. She's this, um, she's a comedian. She was in New York. I'm not sure if she's in LA now, but she, I remember used to watch all her stuff up in New York. She used to do like, YouTube videos, I'm going to say like six, seven years ago. And then she did a solo show of all her characters and like, linked it all together and then she bought it to UCB LA I'm gonna say five years ago and I was just like oh my god so I went to see it and I was just like I feel like like your show is totally different to her show but I'm just like it's always good to see that UCB like have um people who aren't from LA to like just come and do a one-off show or whatever and I feel Mm -hmm. like your show would be perfect well thank you yeah I would love to do it there I think probably what makes sense they have this program called spank yes submit like it has to be a 30 minute version so i just will have to after fringe cut out some stuff make it 30 minutes um but i think that's doable um so yeah i would love to and i would love to god i would love to do it in new york i would love i would love to now that it's it's so exciting that it's i mean it's not finished but it's an it's finished enough to you know take it elsewhere do it again which i'm sure as well and that's really exciting but I don't honestly Lindsay since I did my show on Saturday I have not like I've watched it but I have not dissected it with anyone yeah or talked to my director yet I just like needed a minute away from it yeah um but it'll be interesting I'm sure there will be I already know she has notes for me um but like I was just happy that I didn't speed up. Yeah. I did end four minutes early. So maybe I did, but like, and that there were two moments where I almost forgot my next line. And I just was like, 
panic isn't an option here. And I yeah. just took breath and I just took in the room and I got to my next, you know, cue line, yeah. whatever. Um, so I think I'm just feel really good that I just remembered to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I just like breathe. Well, I feel like even if you didn't dissect the show before Saturday show, I feel like just going in and doing what you did Saturday and just having a great old time, I think you are just going to be 100% killing it. So thank you so much. I mean, that whole phone exchange, I just felt like was such pure gold, you know, the, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the texting thing, because that's going to be different every time. Yeah. <laughs> not, not everyone is going to be as willing to oh do my god the text exchange I had totally I was just like wait which yeah. section? that was wild I you know so shocked that that even happened it was like everybody loved it I was shocked too yeah and that's what I think is really interesting and scary about clown is um the audience participation right it's like yeah. introvert and you never you never know what's going to happen yeah. uh, but um I'm excited to, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited to see um, my friend's show, Flayed. Have you met Josiah? So he was in the audience. He did your lipstick. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, I I actually have his flyer. Okay. Um, out in my I'm kitchen. going next Friday at five. If you want to come with me. Next Friday at five. Uh, can you text me the detail or message me the yeah, details? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I probably will want to go. Um, yeah, because that's sure. one of the ones that's on my list because I saw that he was doing like a clowning show too yes. and I love clowning as you know yeah. and then I'm going to see my friend another new friend friend which is, it's just been nice to have these people that they're like oh yeah this makes sense um yeah. he's doing Prince Harry at Coachella oh you sent that to me mm-hmm. yeah just just I'm... even the title I was just like because I actually really do like Prince Harry uh <laughs> Hysterical to me. He's like, I think the tag is like, he's done Oprah, he's done something else, but he hasn't done Coachella. You know, oh God, what's next, so Coachella? Um, so, but yeah, I'm just like inspired in different ways from a lot of people. Like, I'm inspired by how some people are really good at marketing. And it's, do you know what? So, yeah. And I'm like, I, yeah how like I don't think I'm terrible at it but some people are like exceptional yeah and, um I'm inspired by people who have go to a lot of shows and are supporting other people and yet still doing their own shows like an obscene amount of attendance of shows I'm like that is great I will try my best to do half of that amount you know yes. um and I'm just like, I'm inspired to see people just sharing their work, you know? Yeah, it really is. And I have really enjoyed the shows that I've seen so far. What have you seen? Um, I've seen, so I saw uh, Unmasked Anonymous, which is in, these oh, are all in the Broadwater. Yeah, so I've seen that. Yeah, Jessica is one of my friends who I did UCB with back in the day. Oh, um, cool. So I saw that on the Friday, was it? And then Saturday, I did my show, and then I stayed for the Annie All Grown Up show. I'm excited for that. I'm going to see it. Yeah, that was really fun. And then I saw, I stayed, I hung around, and then I saw your show. Show. Oh my god, great! Good. How yeah. did your show go? So it was really fun. Just the audience was really slim. I think I had like 
12 or 13 people and I'm just like how the fuck do people get people like last year I did fringe as a workshop and I had two sold out shows and I'm like how did that even happen and I'm just like now I'm just like people come to this is like yeah I think what I I've started asking friends I'm like can you tell your friends and bring your friends that's what I've started to doing I'm going to your show and Chris's show next Tuesday. And mm. I've already texted a few friends being like, hey, do you want to do this with me? And like make it a whole night. Yeah. So I will try to get some friends to come to your show with me. Because I don't know. I just like, I understand how hard it is to sell tickets. It's brutal. Like I want to just focus on my work, not yeah. selling and being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's so annoying on Instagram. I'm like, you hey. don't even like, yeah. Okay, oh that is not just God. me. I've, I've spammed everyone I know on Instagram. <sighs> I'm now going through my my actual phone like index and be like, who can? And now I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna see if I can just comp Friday night's like show completely, and then hopefully word of mouth starts going around. But I'm just like, even comping tickets, I'm like, everyone's like, oh, I'm busy, and I'm just like, fuck's sake, show up for me, please. You know when you've shown up for some so many people so many times, and you're just like, just this one time. Yes. I know I've sent I sent my dates to someone a couple weeks ago and they're like I'm so sorry I can't come to any of those dates and I'm like what are you doing yeah it's (laughs) it's fucking bananas um but did you feel good about it though even if oh you know what I felt great about the show I had so much fun doing it and I was just like I love doing the show so much and I'm so proud of it and I'm just like I really just want people to see it so yeah I felt really good about it and I'm really excited about doing it Friday and I'm just like yeah, I just want people to and see you it. live here, right? Yeah, I live in Pasadena. Okay. I live in Highland Park. Oh, with practically neighbors. Neighbors. I For some reason, I think I was just like, she lives in England because her show is I'm from Essex. I was like, yeah. oh, she's visiting. I mean, you would think. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh gosh, thank Alice. you so much for interviewing me. And thank you for coming to my show. And I'm so glad you enjoyed it. You're welcome.